the more I choose to hold on to the, the negative thoughts, the pain, the unforgiveness, the anger, if I choose to hold on to that, I'm still in bondage to that person who hurt me or to the wrong choices that I made myself or to what the enemy has done. I don't choose to be a victim. I choose to be set free. How do you unlock your full potential of influence and create lasting change? I'm your co-host, Dave Donaldson. Along with your other co-host, Scott Young, welcome to the Influencers Podcast. Join us each week for inspirational stories and strategies from leaders, experts, and professionals around the globe. We want to see you get equipped and empowered to make an impact that resounds from your neighborhood to the nations. You're about to hear one of the most inspiring testimonies of God's love, grace, and deliverance that you will ever hear. Uh, it's the story of Christine's soul. And you're also going to hear about her wonderful ministry called Providence Heights. Uh, my wife and I personally visited uh, the hotel that that she and her husband took over, and they're using it uh, to really help women and their children uh, to really provide not only a safe haven, but a place uh, to create uh, job readiness and other skills. It's, it really is amazing uh, what's being accomplished there. Uh, Christine, she's a lover of people, uh, avid about learning uh, from people, uh, but also helping uh, others get restored to a dignified life. And this is from her personal experience. Uh, she has a great passion for preventing trauma before it happens, speaking life into people. I've seen that through her so many times. Uh, she is a sparkle of enthusiasm uh, that lights up her world wherever she goes. Uh, she is passionate about Jesus and just loves life. And uh, her and her husband, they're philanthropists. Uh, she's an author, inventor, and also now has a new radio show, which we look forward to hearing about. Uh, Christine lives in Seattle with uh, the love of her life, Mitch Soul. Uh, they have five children and two wonderful grandchildren. Christine, what a joy it is to have you on the Influencers Podcast. Thank you, Dave. It's so great to be here. Well, we got to start with your story. It is quite a story. It's filled with lots of trauma, abuse, and addiction. Uh, share with us. <laughs> yeah, so I have, let's see, my dad was married eight times, nine if you include my mom twice. Mom was married four. And the way my dad did divorce is that he would divorce the, the wife, but he would kind of divorce the kids as well. And he wouldn't really see them after that. So I only saw him a handful of times after the age of five. Um, mom, she was amazing. She did the best that she could. Um, we didn't really have a relationship with Christ. Um, and she worked like three jobs. So she wasn't really available, but I was grateful for what I had from her. At the age of 10, I started doing drugs. And at uh, 18, I was, I had my first child. Um, at 19, I had identical twin boys and I was a meth addict. I was being trafficked. I was abused. I was living a gay lifestyle and I was filled with rage. And at 21 years old, 
I fell to my knees. I cried out to God and I said, if you are real, take my life. It's yours. And I so tangibly felt the power and presence of God that I went and I threw the drugs and alcohol away. Should have had a heart attack for stopping meth the way that I did. But instead, I never even had a desire, temptation, or withdrawal. I was completely set free in that moment. And that set me on this journey of really trying to discover who is this Jesus guy. And, you know, I was bouncing from couch to couch with three babies, not knowing how I was going to survive. And, you know, it was one of the most beautiful times of my life yet trying and and difficult times. And, you know, there was a point where I sat down and I, I fanned out all of my bills and I thought, my goodness, I can't even put a dent into any of this. And I thought about how God set me free and, and really helped me before. And I thought, you know, maybe God can help me with this. And I had $40 to my name. I knew one person that went to a Christian church and I wrote that check for $40 and, and this person had no clue. It was the last penny I had to provide for my babies. And, you know, I wish I would have written down how God provided for me because every detail was covered and I never even had a late payment, but because we have a God that does exceedingly abundantly above what we could ask, think, or imagine that person that I gave that $40 check to is also the man that I've been married to for 24 years. So, yeah, so I've gotten to go from a, a, a life of extreme poverty to marrying who I think is the most generous man in the world and living a life of philanthropy. And so that, that's really been my journey up till about three and a half years ago. Well, uh, it's remarkable. And praise the Lord. You know, right now we have people listening uh, that either they are enslaved to, you know, drugs, abusive relationships, lifestyle, uh, or they know somebody uh, that is. They, they just feel trapped. Uh, share with us that turning point again. You know, how, does, how do you help that person a move from where they're at right now, where they just feel like they're in a straight jacket and handcuffs and they, they can't get out? Yeah, such a great question. I think the best thing that we can do is love them. Love them through that process and share Jesus. I think about uh, one pivotal moment for me where I was being trafficked going through some really, really rough things. But there was a neighbor who was the greatest thing in my life at that point. She would watch my kids when I needed to, and she knew how rough I was. And I had jumped into her car, and she she had this um, person talking on the tape. It was a cassette tape, tells you how long ago it was. And I said, what is that? And she goes, oh, that's my pastor. And she ejected it. And I said, wait, your pastor's on the, on the tape? And she goes, well, yeah, they record the messages. Well, I kept asking, I kept asking, I kept digging. And you know, she, I, I swung the door wide open on many occasions and she kept slamming the door shut. And I really believe that she thought I was too far gone 
to really be able to tell me about the love of Jesus. And so don't shy away from sharing Jesus's love. We don't want to condemn. We don't want to beat something over their head. But when we just love them with the love of Jesus, you have no idea what the power of the Holy Spirit could do in and through them. So don't give up. Keep believing. And I think the greatest thing that someone can do to really be set free is surrender everything that you have. Amen. Uh, you are the founder and CEO of Providence Heights. It's a nonprofit created to help women and children. Uh, tell us about uh, your organizations and the organization and the service you provide. Yeah. So I was driving down the road and I was going to go make some Kintsugi art, which is much of our theme. Um, from the broken pottery being repaired with gold. And I was, I was driving to go pick some up. And I just really felt like God was nudging me saying, go turn the car around and go talk to that woman. And I'm like, what woman? And I, I turned my head and there's a woman sitting at the side of the road. And, and I had sat down and I chatted with her. We talked for about two hours. And she literally had my identical story. And I had gotten in the car and I thought, my gosh, what is it that caused me to run to Jesus? She ran to heroin and our stories became so different. And, you know, while I sat in the car, I, I was very angry. Like, why is this even happening? Why, why do we have such need out there? And, and God reminded me of this Bible study I taught just days prior. And I'm pointing my finger at people and I said, quit whining about it. Quit complaining about it. You go be the difference that you want to see in the world. And, and I'm sitting there like, oh, <laughs> Lord, you want me to do something about that? So that was about three and a half years ago. And, and in, in that moment, I felt like what the Lord was saying was that they needed four things. They need Jesus, someone to believe in them. They need training and education, and they need an opportunity. And in that moment, I said, yes, Lord, I will do it. And so that the, the place that the Lord really brought me to was not caring for homelessness. There's so many programs out there. And here's the struggle that I have is that women have 72 hours on the street before pimps and drug dealers get to them. 72 hours. So think about the additional trauma just from landing on the streets. Now think about, you know, foster care and kids being placed into the foster care system because mom's homeless or the trafficking that comes with it or the abuse that, you know, I, I think in society we've, we have begun to think that, you know, we wait, we help the people that have the greatest need and it sounds so compassionate but there are no services to prevent people from ending up so deeply, deeply um, devastated. And so really what we decided to do was start a program that's preventative. So we call it a uh, residential entrepreneurial training center. And we bring women in who are either on the fringe or have come out of a program as a, as a second step. And we teach them entrepreneurial skills. So we teach them um, marketing, design, um, how to build a website. 
We've taught them Shopify and package fulfillment. And so they've, they've learned QuickBooks of just all of these different skills. And in six weeks of starting our business, um, we actually had a coffee product that, that came to market in a six-week period. It has been amazing. We actually let the ladies give themselves a title. So we have director of marketing, director of package fulfillment. We have our director of operations and it's beautiful. In fact, Dave, I remember when you came in and you looked at me and you went, oh, I thought that was part of your staff and it was our ladies. And that's how much they've grown. I got I have to tell that story. Please do. Because... So uh, my wife and I and others, we were there to hear a presentation uh, from the ladies uh, there that are living there in the hotel, but they're also part of uh, developing new businesses uh, that such as coffee and other wonderful uh, services and products. And so you had uh, this one, really a, a lovely uh, woman uh, she looked like she was about to give a presentation to a Fortune 500 uh, company. Very poised, professional. I thought she was part of your executive team. Come on. And then she shares, you know, about the various products and and the strategy. And then a little later on in the presentation, shares her story. It blew us away. <laughs> Incredible. And so... Uh, what an opportunity you have uh, to really help the you know these women, their children find their dignity, and we saw that firsthand. And their God-given gifts. And talk with us about some of the businesses uh, that you're incubating there. Yes, yeah, so we've started Providence Coffee. That was our first business that was launched, which is exciting because. We purchase it from an organization that gives 100% of the, the profits to uh, help prevent trafficking. And then 100% of all of our products go toward Providence Heights. And so it's a double blessing when you purchase product from us. So that's exciting. But we have, and I'll tell you that lovely girl that you're talking about, her name is Christy. And she has started a new business. It's um, she makes bracelets and you know, her story is so powerful because she, she was one of those, um, she was a, a frat girl in college. Life is amazing. She's had ups and downs and hard challenges through her life, but you know what? She's just one of those um, college kids. She graduates high school, has a roommate or sorry, graduates college and, gets her roommate and they were drinking one night and, and the roommate's boyfriend offered her some drugs. And she said she was always one of those, like never would I try drugs, but she got a little too tipsy. She tried some meth and she was instantly addicted to where she was doing so much um, that she had to support her habit. And she knew she either needed to sell drugs or do prostitution and so she started selling drugs. She got uh, caught. She was in prison. Um, she lost one of her children into the foster care system that, that later on ended up being adopted. Um, got out. She ended up, this girl's a fighter. She ended up starting her own business. She owned a hair salon. 
powerful woman. Um, ended up having some more struggles. Ended up into a, 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 a shelter again. And, and she's at this point, she's got a little two-year-old girl. And she sat there and said, Lord, is this really what this has come to again? Have I, have I really fallen this low? Well, it was right after that that we had opened Providence Heights. And we actually started March 3rd is when we first started housing women. And this was one of our very first ladies that we had. Today, she is one of the, the great leaders in our organization. She has started a successful bracelet business. And I am telling you, I'm, I'm wearing three of them. They are some of the coolest bracelets I've ever seen. She's, she is learning all of QuickBooks. She's got it on market. You can purchase them online. This is someone who thought that she had no future. And she is one of the most brilliant women that you could lay eyes on. Well, there are so many stories uh, you can share and yeah. your book, your book, which is a must read and make sure you have a box of Kleenex close by, uh, broken and beautiful in it, shares a message of hope of how God took the pieces of your broken life and turned it into something beautiful, but also, you know, from a wounded to wounded healer uh, for the Lord mm -hmm. and Share with us more about your book uh, and also how we can get a hold of it. Yeah. So the, the real heart behind the book is I just, I love people so much. And I believe that God wants to do great things in every single person and that they have purpose and potential. And, and when we really can find a purpose for the pain, it sets people free. And that's what I've really found in my life. And it's what I really wanted to do for others. So the book is my story, but really it's a challenge and an opportunity for people to just really evaluate their life and how to find those broken areas that we have, you know, society kind of says to hide that. Don't talk about it. That's shame. And, and we don't want to uh, expose those areas of darkness in our lives. But you know what? When we really illuminate those areas in our life. That's where God can really highlight it and turn the broken pieces into gold and set others free. And really my favorite scripture that, that I stand on in, in terms of, of healing and brokenness is in Genesis 50, 20. And it's what, what the enemy does for evil that God will turn it for good. But if you keep reading, it says for the saving of many lives. You know, when I had read that, it was like, wait a second. So this brokenness isn't even about me. It's about helping others. And so that's really the purpose of the book is to just um, help others find freedom in areas of pain and brokenness. And, and with that, all of the proceeds go to Providence Heights and serving our vulnerable that are in the community. Well, share with us how we can get a copy of the book, but also how we can participate in Providence Heights. Yeah. So you can just go on Amazon and pick it up there. You can also go to ProvidenceHeights.org. If you scroll down, you can find the the collective, the, the side that, that we sell things on is Providence-Collective.org. 
and you can go to either websites and click on that. You can find all of our products that we're selling and we're beginning to add more and more things. So we're excited about that. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, Christine, I'd like for you to speak to that person that maybe they haven't experienced all that you have, uh, the trauma and the abuse and addictions, but perhaps they've struggled with some of those things. And and I want you to speak to that person and, and then uh, lead us in prayer for them. Absolutely. You know, I think that every person's pain is valid and has value. And a lot of people tend to compare and it's a dangerous trap. And so I would just want people to know that your feelings have, have value. And, you know, the way that we walk through that is by really finding that, that redemptive savior who truly sets free. And, and, you know, that, that, scripture of whom the son has set free is free indeed. And you know, that reminds me of another um, story in the Bible with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When, when they were thrown in that fiery furnace, one thing that really gripped me was that there were four figures, not three. They were not alone. God will never leave us or forsake us. And, and he is for us. But the thing that totally turned my life around was that when they came out of that fire, they didn't even smell like smoke. Now that rocked my world because I thought, wait a second, I don't even need to carry a remnant of that pain. Mm. That set me free. And I realized that the more I choose to hold on to the the negative thoughts, the pain, the unforgiveness, the anger, if I choose to hold on to that, I'm still in bondage to that person who hurt me or to the wrong choices that I made myself or to what the enemy has done. I don't choose to be a victim. I choose to be set free. And in order to do that, you need to find those areas to release and know that you do not need to carry that weight any longer. That that you truly do not even need to smell like smoke. So I would say, sons and daughters of the Most High God, be free to live a life of abundance, to live a life of joy, to, to not have to carry the weight and the burden of things that have defined us but that we seek the identity that that Christ has called upon us, that we seek what he has spoken over us and not what man has spoken over us or circumstances have dictated, but truly to be set free to do what God has called you to do. And oh my gosh, you will be amazed at what the Lord can do in and through you even because of the pain that you've experienced. Mm, So be it. Well, Christine, lead us in a closing prayer. Uh, This is closing prayer, but I think it's a really a new beginning prayer, Mm, you know, for those that are listening. Yeah. Well, Lord Jesus, we just thank you, God, for every person that hears the sound of my voice, that they would know that they are precious 
that they are handpicked. They are a masterpiece to the Father, the great artist who fashioned them exactly how, Lord, you wanted them to be designed. God, that they would be able to truly walk out the calling that you have for their life. They were created for greatness. God, that they would know that they have a purpose, that they would know that they are um, handpicked and chosen for such a time as this. Woman of God, man of God, child of God, rise up. Rise up so that you may fulfill the destiny that God has in your life. I believe for greatness. I believe for boldness. I believe for for um, not only for you, but as as all of the people that that uh, God is calling um, all of the sons and daughters of God to to speak to and share the gospel with God. That they would rise up. That they would be um, a mouthpiece for you, Lord God. That we are truly, Lord, your hands and feet. That we say, Lord, here I am use me. God, I pray for a total and complete surrender for all who are listening, that we surrender all that we have so that you can have your way in us, Lord God. And God, I pray, Father, for um, just your peace that passes all understanding. We don't have to understand why, but God, that, that we can just walk out trusting and knowing and believing in your goodness, Lord. And God, I pray for anyone who has unforgiveness and, and, and that, that all people would know, even as I say this, if there's a prompting of a person's name or a situation, God, that you would help them to heal in those areas, find forgiveness and compassion. And God, we pray for all of those that are hurting and wounded, Lord God. God, that you would be, you would be like the balm of Gilead that, that is um, spread over their lives, God, that that healing touch would be over their lives so that they can find the freedom that you have called them to, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Uh, what a powerful prayer. Uh, Christine, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Influencers Podcast. And I know our listeners will want to stay in touch with you and they can go to christinesoul.com. That's S-O-U-L-E.com. And also to hear and learn more about Providence Heights, go to providenceheights.org. Thanks so much, Christine. God bless. Thank you. Bless you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Influencers Podcast on the Charisma Podcast Network. If you enjoy our content, we would love for you to subscribe and have the opportunity to tune in to future podcasts. You can also follow us at the Influencers Podcast Official on all social media channels to stay up to date, to hear more inspiring content, and to unlock your full potential as an influencer. Remember, folks, use your influence to move people closer to Jesus and his mission.